Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your host, John Gabris, the number one fuck boy, the fuck boy, fuck buoy, the number one fuck buoy. What's up to all my number two fuck boy and fuck girls out there in the world? We are back with another episode of High and Mighty and with a returning guest, from the con- from the rant and raving episode of conspiracies. Oh come on! I got Anthony Atamanik, Trump Dump himself. All right, Donald Trump, <laughs> non-speaking writer number two <laughs> from Thirty Rock. That's right, number one. <laughs> oh yeah, because the other one spoke. <laughs> yeah, the other one spoke. Yeah, I I became number one. Yeah, <laughs> king of <laughs> king of uh, fucking tiny kingdom right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anthony, thanks for coming back. I'm hungover as fuck here at South by Southwest. That's good. That's yeah. good. I'm tired. I'm just tired. You're just tired. I'm just tired. You're just depressed. You're old. I'm a very depressed. <laughs> it's not even tired from. I'm not tired from exhaustion. World weary. I'm emotionally <laughs> drained. drained. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what's been going on with you? man how has your life changed since you were a guest on high and mighty um well it's amazing i went on high and mighty and next thing you know uh the powers that be the reptilian forces (laughs) in the world were like we're gonna elevate him we're gonna bring him up into our game and now you're part of it and i'm part of now you're an integral member of the illuminati i am i am i am like an illuminati apprentice (laughs) that's so cool illuminati (laughs) apprentice i'm a uh, you're you're fired (laughs) (laughs) illuminati it would be be like you are thrown from the cliffs of dover after your tongue has been slit and your (laughs) neck has been cut from right to left You are that. <laughs> that is, of course, the way you kill a mason if they betray the if, brotherhood. If we, I mean, we all know that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So that's a thing. If the if a mason betrays a brotherhood, they slit. They. Their- it's. I think it's from right to ne- left. That's why there was the whole thing with um, 
Jack the Ripper that they thought that he was a possible Freemason Ooh. was because the way he was killing the prostitutes was the way that you executed someone according to Ma Masonic law. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Let's kill w let's kill some prostitutes. <laughs> yeah, why not? Austin's <laughs> the place to do it, you know. There's so many people in town. <laughs> so many people, be, I've never been able to know. track who it is. Yeah. The prostitutes are out because <laughs> they know. <laughs> During South by Southwest would be a good time to run like a hipster prostitute business. I would imagine that somebody's already ahead of you on right, that one. based on like someone. Oh, I mean, any any city where there is a convention of any kind, I, I can guarantee you that the sex work jumps right like enormously just because it's a bunch of dweebs. Old wealthy with their, marketing guys come yeah. into town. They're like, my wife's not here. I want to fuck some girl with a nose ring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But like I think too, like especially you know you got all the dweebles around here. They 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 gotta get you know they gotta get a little something. Everybody's too. gotta get a little something. Everybody's gotta get a little something. <laughs> Daddy needs a little taste. Daddy needs it. Um, so, <laughs> as usual, uh, well, just blanket statement here. We're not experts. Not at all. You're not at all. As a matter of fact, everything you say is a lie. <laughs> yeah, probably every yeah everything I say. Do not fact check this conversation at all. But. Um, we're not experts. We're just passionate. I know nothing. If you're if you're listening or uh, see, watching this for the first time, check out our first episode that Anthony was on, uh, where we talked about conspiracy theories. We're gonna get back into it. I don't know much about that world, but I'm obsessed with it. Every time I hear a new one, yeah. And we're gonna do we're gonna do a two hour special on loose change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna do it at two. And that's only the first part of loose change. It's gonna be a six part series. Yeah, we're gonna do a six part series. We're gonna break down loose change. There was a guy who like tweeted at me, and he was like, "It's Blutowski." When I was talking about like Batowski, the woman who wrote Secret Doctrine, oh, yeah, yeah. I like guess I said it incorrectly, and uh, this person like <laughs> tweeted at me like six times about how I pronounced it incorrectly. That's I was so like, I, "Does that invalidate <laughs> what I said, you idiot?" We're going off the top of our heads, ranting and raving for like an hour, and someone's like, "You mispronounced a word in there." Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Thanks for swinging by, asshole. I believe here's the things I I think are interesting. Cats, even in, even in dogs, the, <laughs> no, but it's sunshine on this tour uh, when we were especially in Manchester in the, the, the Trump versus Bernie tour. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Anthony and is touring the country slash world yeah. uh, as Donald Trump debating uh, a friend and fellow comedian, James Adomian. That's right. As uh, Bernie Sanders Hit show sellout show sellout show, baby. It really. But yeah. So that's what happened after I did your show. Uh, the, so the, the, the lizard people came. The lizard people came and said, I think it is bizarre that I started playing him and suddenly I started making more money than I ever had. I was like, does Trump have... It's like dress for the job he wants. Yes, want. does yeah. he actually have a Midas <laughs> touch where if you play him... I mean, it, he touched his face and his face became gold. So. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> I was getting ready this morning. <laughs> I was getting ready. I... Uh, um, Let's let's talk. Let's okay. just talk about that briefly. How's that been playing? Like, it's been weird. It's been psycho. I think about it. I actually have had a couple of moments. In I don't my want head. you to Heath Ledger yourself. Is what no, I'm saying. No, I don't want you I to get have... into this character and so dark that you have to take pills to come out of it. It is dark, and I am realizing that I just hit the right point to take a, a break from him for a little bit. Uh, do you start to feel like you believe some of the stuff you say? Uh, <laughs> no. Or like, do you find yourself no. with the attitude of Trump off yes. stage? No, I would say I don't have the belief in the content because the content's insane. But right. 
Uh, I do feel like it takes me a couple of days to dial down from swaggery behavior and being sort of um, uh, alpha. Say, alpha. Like even like coming in the house and being like this neighborhood. I mean, we're, what are we doing? We're re- <laughs> recording. I would never say that out loud normally. I would keep it in the the, tr- the lockbox or say it to me. Say it to you. <laughs> and then and it's a great neighborhood, but like I'm also sort of half kidding half not and like that's where he lives right constantly sort of saying shit he doesn't want to take responsibility for he's the best in that he can he's not the best he's the best at this he can say whatever he wants and then leap right off of it and it has no weight it's amazing or it has tons of weight and then when someone's like hey what'd you mean he's like nothing and everyone's like oh okay (laughs) or he'll go he'll just go i don't I didn't say that. I don't think I said that. Maybe we'll have to check the tape. Let's move it on. Something else. And he just like, it's insane to me. So it is two things. It is hard because not to be a pretentious fuck, but I see it as an acting job. Like, and I had enough reinforcement. I had like one of the guys who like produced all the Amadeus, like all the movies where it's like a character movie, like people versus Larry Flint. He was like you. He was like you do a great job and I was like okay that makes me feel good that I should pursue it like that right yeah like I'm doing like like a true to life version as best I can of him but it's it's great satire too yeah Uh, one of my favorite jokes I saw and then we'll move on to conspiracy stuff but there is some conspiracy stuff around this dude oh we well we got to talk about Chicago from yesterday because I believe there's a conspiracy around that but keep going oh man fresh hot takes (laughs) (laughs) um the uh one of my favorite jokes you did was the anchor babies. Oh, yeah. When I become president, we'll have anchor babies. And what I mean is we will take Mexican babies and bronze, them. bronze them and then use them as anchors on boats. Yeah. Like, it's not offensive anymore. <laughs> it's just literally true. I've added a part where what I say is Mexican women push their pusses up to the U.S. border like they're Tom Brady trying to make a fucking... <laughs> Quarterback sneak with the football. Just shoot the fucking baby. Let, let it land in El Paso. I'm like, what is this? This thing's hitting the powder and it's a citizen. Um, the, o- the other thing Trump does really well is fucking bully. Oh, yeah. He's like one of those things where, like, if you just, like, called someone four eyes and then every time they talk, you go, shut up, four eyes, shut up, yeah, four eyes. Yeah, little Marco. Yeah, and to the point where that person has to go, I I don't need glass like they have yes. now people are reacting to things that Donald Trump has created. It's so about good. Them. He's good. He's really good at, at he has taken each candidate and did, boiled them down to a brand. Yes. A negative brand, a that, negative he created. brand that he created. Like Trump has got a vibe to it, like the Trump golf course, the Trump Tower. Yeah. He's created Ruby Jeb Weak, you know. Weak guy, weak guy. He weak should guy. be called Jeb Kush. <laughs> I mean this guy's an indica. <laughs> Okay, I, I will I will keep doing this if you don't stop. <laughs> I me. know I'll make sure we stop. But what, what I was gonna say is that um, he uh, also has a cadence that actually is hip, it's a hypnotic cadence. It really is. He has a cadence that keeps you every time he he speaks in the rhythm of the modern human mind, which right. is constant distraction 30 seconds i want to be distracted 30 seconds i want to be distracted yeah and he like does he like speaks in rounds you know like yeah. singing rounds like he's like says something he says a 15 word statement then he says the last 10 words then yes. he says the last seven words then he says the last yeah. three words he's like we're going to build this wall blah 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 make america great again then he's like blah 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 make america great again then he's like make america great again 
again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like it's it true. just hammers it home. He's like rote memorization. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's he's a he's a tricky little weasel. <laughs> but there's so there's wasn't there like that famous Nixon speechwriter thing said like, uh, as soon as you're. I, and I think I might be stealing this from the Great Debates podcast and listen to it, but Nixon said something. Nixon speechwriter said, "The second you are absolutely disgusted and tired of saying the same phrase is the first time the American people are getting it." Yeah, because it's like you just got to fucking hammer. You got to hammer it in. <laughs> well, you got to hit. Well, so to especially if it's completely fabricated information. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a complete lie. You got to really <laughs> hammer that into people's heads until they're like. It's true. Oh, yeah. I never thought of that, but I guess Syrians could kill us in our homes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess there is a secret fleet of Muslims <laughs> coming to this country to, like, I mean. But two things I find interesting is, one, you see the power class, like the real power class, panicking because he is truly dismantling. He's really dismantling he's a like, very old system that's not supposed to be He's like Rodney Dangerfield showing up at Caddyshack. He's like yeah. new money, white trash. Yeah. And all these old. He's a Queens kid. Yeah, he's yeah. ultimately a Queens kid. Yeah. He's not part of their blue blood cobble. Oh, here I, it comes. I would, shift. I and, love this. And they are trying. They tried to do the thing where they take all of their racist and, and, and ec, you know, economic and sexist behavior of the Republican Party. And they tried to pour it into Trump and be like, he is this. And we rebuke that. And that didn't work. And now they're just like, well, we might have to split as a party or we'll figure a way to take him out. Because what you're really hearing, and I think it is sad and not for Trump, but it's the same thing as Sanders, which is that there is an actual limit to the power that a person can have in this country if you're not part of a club. And when you see that type of classism happening at that high an echelon yeah where you have billionaire and billionaire and one being like sorry you're not allowed in the club <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that that means that, that there's doesn't a bode well for the rest of us no because <laughs> that means there's a level of elite that is so locked down and they're behind everything i think that they're behind a lot more than we i'm beginning to think that as well yeah yeah i think that there's a lot of events that i don't think I don't think that you have puppet masters pulling each string. I think you have clockmakers winding the clock and seeing what it does. Ooh, and I, I think like that's that. more what it is. And the Trump thing in Chicago last night, I don't know when this is air, but there was It'll a be, this will air in a couple of weeks from now, so but people should probably So a couple of weeks ago <laughs> when probably by now someone's been killed at a Trump rally, but um, <laughs> knock on wood, please knock, knock on wood. Well, oh, I mean knock on wood, but what do you think? I mean, the escalating it's only escalating. It's not going to get better. Uh, it's not yeah. like they're going to be singing Kumbaya or like uh, no. Black Power Fists at the next fucking <laughs> Trump rally. No, no, I don't think so. I do a bit. Get him out. <laughs> Get him out. Get him out of here. Get him out of papers. Papers medical bill. My fans are passionate. My fans are very passionate. They wear beautiful white hoods. Um. So I think in Chicago, I think the Trump campaign, though, I think that they are deeper masters of manipulation than we're giving credit for, because um, I think that they did an open ticket Chicago rally because they Trump was never going to show up. I think that because there was this news cycle of like and I think that he's an improviser. So I think he's a master improviser. So I think he probably within a day cycle went we should. We should just get rid of um, we should just not do the Chicago rally, open up the tickets for anybody, let it fall apart 
and then we can show how the protesters are the ones causing trouble, not my rally right, people. Right, that's what he's and now that's saying. that's the story the that's new, now happening. The new dialogue was that protesters have been causing violence, even though there has been literal videos of Protesters. Punching people in the head. That old fucking dude in a cowboy hat with a ponytail just punches like the one black dude in the yeah. head. It's like, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I loved it. Had to shut him up. <laughs> he was leafing. I know. <laughs> he yeah. sucker punched a guy who was being thrown out. <laughs> well, you're looking at the and what's so depressing is, again, you have these people who are this is a larger conspiracy of the techno class. And of the elite class of all stripes. When you say techno class, I picture people who have, like, wires coming out of their heads. The tech class. I guess not the techno class. The techno class is, like, (laughs) snorting E and, like, uh, I'm old, Molly, whatever. So uh, (laughs) back in my day, it was E. When we did it, it was called speed. (laughs) I remember one time someone, I was in line in the club, and someone's like, yo, man, are you rolling? And I was like, I don't have any papers. And they went, no, man. And I was like, oh, I'm so lame. Crumb I'm, a, I'm an old crumb. <laughs> um, I think that what you see, too, is this the tech class, the elite class, the Democrats moving away from working people, the Republicans manipulating working people. And that foments xenophobia and, and sort of tribalism. You, you you know, we uh, have a circumstance now where neither ruling class gives a flying fuck about people who don't have money. Right. We care <laughs> less about and. Our culture in general, and I know this from teaching improv, is the more kids I teach who come, you know, mostly from upper middle backgrounds, as I came from lower middle, but made my way up yeah. a little, that like the contempt they have for regular people and poor people is so deep and it's disgusting. It's upsetting. It's and disgusting. And the crazier than that is that poor people don't know. <laughs> like poor no. poor people are like, fuck these other yeah. poor people. <laughs> oh yeah. They're all like fuck these white other, poor people yeah. are like fuck these black poor people. Yes, <laughs> like it's a, like everyone is just like Yeah. No, divide you can, and conquer. Right. Divide and conquer. But and not only that I know this is a hard thing to put out there, but I think this is the place. My podcast. I'm is a left leaning. <laughs> per- I'm a very lefty person in a lot of ways. But l- and but I'll say go to a Trump rally. And if you look at those people, the thing you have to realize is you got to love them in some way because they're hurt, hurt, hurting people who probably have generations of ignorance and generations of intolerance <laughs> bred into them. And that's it doesn't mean endorsement. Empathy doesn't mean endorsement. (laughs) Empathy just simply means, which, by the way, Trump said it the other day, too. And I was like, I've been saying that for months. I was like, oh, we're becoming the same person. But like there's going to be some weird situation where you both like go to grab a paper towel at the bathroom at the same time. Look at each other and be like and then I'll be like blowing him in the bathroom <laughs> 20 minutes later. Let's make America come again. <laughs> <laughs> but like. I think it's sad. I think it's really sad, actually, because all these people are being left out of the process and nobody is caring for them. And so, you know, when Sanders comes around and and does this in the problem, and what you find so interesting is he's not appealing. He's appealing to upper but not lower class. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Whereas Trump is running the table with. The uh, with the rest of these swaths of people that have been manipulated by the Republican Party for decades and and nobody 
ever has given them voice, and he's giving them voice. It's, it's very so frightening. That, it's very frightening. It's just funny, too, that Trump, the people that go to his rally, the people that he's like, these are my people, are people that he would, like, shove out of his way. To I used <laughs> to say a line where I was like, I've been traveling around the country lecturing half-retarded people in huge arenas. <laughs> Please, you know how tired I am? Like, because you know his contempt. You know he's like, you idiots, right? Yeah. You like this? Let me talk in a baby voice to you during a fucking rally. Like, half of it is like, you, you, we having fun. Just jingling keys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Um, so, uh... That's our modern conspiracy that we're dealing modern with. Modern conspiracy. It's funny because you would assume, as like a liberal, a left-leaning asshole, you would assume that Trump is the conspiracy. But the conspiracy is beyond Trump oh, to yeah. stop Trump. Because I originally thought when he was coming into power, I was like, the Republicans know what they're doing. No. They, yeah, I thought he was like some sort of like vanguard force to rile everyone up to foam, foaming at the mouth. And then he he go... Vote Romney and get out of there, you know, yeah. or something like that. And everyone swoops in and they've got everyone's worked up into a fever. And but then all of a sudden it's like the guy is like, all right, Trump, you're going to go in there. You're going to warm up the crowd. And all of a sudden the crowd starts laughing and he's like, I'm the guy. Now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He's I, like mad with power. But also, everybody, <laughs> the media, everyone colluded. They loved the summer of Trump because they it's reality loved TV. It. it was reality TV. And it's considered in the news cycle the sort of the, the lame season of, of, of political reporting because nothing's really solidifying so until far away September. from election yeah and he took that vacuum and ran with it and then they didn't know what to do right there's been like 15 debates we're they still did not 10 know. months out and they loved the media coverage they loved everything that it was coming their way and then boy they got him and now they're like oh he's not <laughs> he's not <stopping>. backing <laughs> off and, and and they were stupid they made him sign the pledge Right. To stay, they, he, I mean, I have to say, it, I really, it is fucked up because I've been playing him so long and I watch him every day. I study him for like, <laughs> a, you know, an hour a day. <laughs> so there is a thing where I guess you do have simpatico, but it's like, he really is a masterful deal maker. I mean, when you think about it, those were masterful moves to work your way in and take over a party that doesn't want you. I, I mean, like, he's going to win Florida. <laughs> and he's going to win it by a 20-point margin, probably. <laughs> and uh, in Ohio, he might win. And if that happens, that guy is the nominee. That's, That's This is going to get real. It's terrible. People are still pretending it's not real all right it's time for our lightning round <laughs> oh uh the seat the seatbelt light just came yeah, on so, yeah. oh by the way we're in a car <laughs> we're comedians in cars getting uh crap in our don't pants. get sued by seinfeld <laughs> or trump or oh so uh i've i've never been more excited for someone to, cause, to see all your success you're getting but i've never rooted for someone's job to end so harshly oh, yeah, me too. I, like i said to you off mic before i'm like Anthony, I'm so happy for you, but I hope this job is dead for you by November. So do I. I hope it's dead by July. <laughs> right, right. I'll be fine. Oh, I've gone to Europe. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, so, so, Anthony, we talked about a lot of different stuff last time, yeah. and I barely remember it. I actually tried to re-listen to it because we were so baked when we talked oh, about yeah. it last time. I listened to it. Yeah, I listened to it. It was so fucking... So I have so many follow-up questions, but one thing we just like briefly mentioned was... The occult, uh huh, yeah. and people tweeted at us a bunch to be like, "Please talk about the occult." So, and I'm obsessed with that shit. Like that, I loved 
uh, Going Clear, the Scientology documentary, was really good. But one of my favorite moments in it is when they just show a clip from the shit that he was into, uh, that L. Ron Hubbard was into before Scientology. Was it Crowley? Was he into Crowley? What the fuck? That scared the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? (laughs) (laughs) What? What is it, man? It's game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> Something. Uh, it was just like a weird bug, but it flew so slowly. It was terrifying. It was awful. I had an earplug that fell out of my ear the other night, and then it was in my sheets, and I woke up, and it fell on my neck. And you freaked out. And I jumped out of that bed and was like, no, no. No, I thought it was a roach or something. Because oh, you've been staying in ho- all the random yeah, hotels. So and shit. I, it was yeah. an earplug, but I had that like. Oh, your heart was standing oh. fully nude in the corner, <laughs> whimpering with your sheet. <laughs> one time I had a bee. This would tell this one too. Well, you know what? No, I'm not because <laughs> these are not interesting stories. One time I saw a bee. One time Actually, I, <laughs> <laughs> I did wake up with a bee in my bed. <laughs> I, I, it is interesting. That is interesting. I, I woke up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Flossie was there, and I felt something on my leg, and I went, I reached around. I was like, okay, nothing. <clears throat> and I uh, I go, okay, I'm going to go back to bed. And then Flossie's like, wakes up. She's like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. She goes, there's something on me. And I'm like, okay. And I pull the sheet. We turn the light and pull the sheet back. And it's a little bee <laughs> crawling around. It was like the middle of the winter. Dude. It was a little bee crawling around. In the room, and uh, so we, I let him out. I put him in a cup. Remember, we're not supposed to. We're trying not to get sued by Seinfeld. So if we could talk less about comedians and cars and coffee and less and about bees. bees. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> this try. episode is brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld's Bee Movie. <laughs> now, on, oh now streaming God. on all JetBlue flights. <laughs> Okay, so the occult. All right, so Aleister Crowley is a name that comes up a lot. I first heard that name in a Michael Delaney improv class. He's oh. like, <laughs> he like mentioned Aleister Crowley. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, the guy, the guy, kind of like black magic guy. I was like, was it Ordos Ordos Tempo Seculari? What is right? <laughs> uh, Oro Templi Orientis. <laughs> Chris, the engineer, that's, uh, creeping that's on everyone the out. That's on the the. Dollar bill auto templates. E pluberis yeah. unum. E pluberis <laughs> unum. And it's 777 was one of his famous books. I don't know anything about this world. I just, it's, I feel that, like once I moved to California, it's like, is this where it all happens? Well, I think a lot, I mean, it's interesting. Well, there's two mailing addresses. One is somewhere in California, in like near Las Villas. The other big mailing address that's more for conspiracy stuff is like in the Trade Center. <laughs> like, no joke. It was the old address for the Trade Center and now the new address. Oh, And Jesus. there's like these publishing companies. I told you again, you have to read Umberto Eco was since passed, since our last conversation. Oh, shit. That's another sign, dude. Foucault's <laughs> Pendulum. You have to read Foucault's Pendulum because it really is such a great um, breakdown of the red herring industry of conspiracy that's actually propagated by the power class right because they like the conspiracy people. because it like uh, confuses people it keeps yes. them off the truth yeah. if everyone's like yeah the president did 9-11 now we don't know who did 9/11. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so now i would say that occult well so there's like occult practices i think got a huge resurgence in the 19th century during the romantic period so that's when you had a lot of S- uh, uh, seances yeah. and tarot, and there's, but there's always sex involved. I feel like well, magic, sex, sex, magic, 
blood sugar sex magic. Blood sugar <laughs> sex magic. Well, there's different types of sex sex magic, and and I am not endorsing this when I say it. I am simply talking about them. Yes, and also yes, we don't do not <laughs> we don't we, we don't believe we don't this. believe this. I'm not, but there's child sex magic. That's my favorite one though. I, I don't I don't endorse it, but that is my it's favorite. The, well, it's because it's the one considered to have the most power, Ruff. right? <laughs> then. <laughs> It's true, though. <laughs> I In love those that. circles, that is believed. I that know. is believed. But it's disturbing as fuck. But I love it. And um, then It makes me feel powerful. But well, you know, there's a great argument about um, why one of the reasons there was such a repression of homosexuality after in the 19th century was um, the belief that uh, part, hom- part of homosexual activity is ritualistic magical sex, and it is reserved for sacred ceremonies. And the, uh, the that's sort of my rule. I only like I only, I only fuck it, dudes uh, during I only secret do it ceremonies. In an all red room with a guy with a hood next to me. Um, <laughs> it's called Plato's Retreat on the Upper West Side. Um, Check it out. <laughs> we've got great property. Seinfeld is always there. Sa- Jerry's always there. I I I take an Amex card and and rub it like a s- I I do a swipe through his ass. <laughs> What's the deal with what? this? <laughs> oh. What's the deal with the butt juice on my Amex card? <laughs> Dingleberries on my Amex card. And Jerry Seinfeld actually was a spokesperson for Amex, too, dude. We're into it now. We Conspiracy. So is Tina, our former boss, Tina Fey. Our, far- our former boss, Tina Fey. Friends of Tina here. FOTs. 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 <laughs> Haven't seen her in about five years. Uh, Friends of Tina is <laughs> Friends of Tina is what the 30 Rock, what, what our cast, what our uh, our title was on that set. But the funny thing about it was I don't think Tina would like us to be going around saying we're friends of <laughs> Tina Fey. Yeah. We are close, dear <laughs> friends of Tina Fey. Me, Anthony, <laughs> Tina, and Amy road tripped last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Went to Big Sur. And, and if by road trip you mean stood near each other for 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, before point. being pepper sprayed. <laughs> um, so... Yeah. Why? Why? Why are the fucking rich? Why are rich people doing this? Why? How do people get into the occult? Well, first off, it should be known that a lot of people who are in the most powerful echelons of society are members of alternate religions other than Christianity, Judaism, or that most of them practice bull worship religions. What is, what's worship. that shit that uh, Scalia was doing? Like he was there the oh uh he's like there Scalia the Huntsman's Scalia. it's the Huntsman's club. Oh well the Scalia thing is crazy. He's found on a bed with a pillow on his face and they didn't call the police because the Huntsman society had their own doctor who was going to take it like and he went with them, and normally he goes with a detail, but he didn't go with a detail. I think that he was – I don't think he was – this would be my guess. They have some ritual or something where he was, like, euthanized. <laughs> and it, But it was a voluntary thing, like, for him, too. But how can someone who's a – euthanize that guy. <laughs> <laughs> how can a sitting yeah. Supreme Court justice – 
go on a vacation to kill animals with like a Austrian fucking secret society. Yeah, like how how that, is that okay? And yet, if you talk about that, and Hillary, stuff, Hillary's gonna go to fucking. They want to cut Hillary's head off for like accidentally sending an email from Gmail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got yeah. Supreme Court justices and illegal of- meetings with uh, members of other governments. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, and they're like Hillary is a cunt. She's got a fucking <laughs> yeah. Get rid of her. Kill her. Well, Benghazi. Uh, yeah, Benghazi. Benghazi. Uh, which is also how you say thank you in Italian. Is it <laughs> Benghazi? Hey, Benghazi. Thank you. Um, <laughs> a little weird lull there. Yeah, so I just heard people running uh, around upstairs. But yeah, I think that well, it's like the Grove, it's Bilderberg. I know these are all the things that every. Here's the problem: is they've done a very good job of making those things sound, sound like crazy, crazy yeah. trigger words. Yet these people go do these things. They go do them. They attend them. They they. It's terrifying to me. Yeah, it's terrifying to me. It doesn't terrify me that something like that exists. Yeah. That, like, there is a secret society called the Huntsman where they, like, kill weird animals once a year together. Like, that's fucked up, but that doesn't scare me. It scares me that people in positions of power are part of that. That makes you think that, like... There's they are serving more than one master. Of you know course I mean? they are. They're serving. Listen, there's always. First of all, the Supreme Court is almost seems like a cult. The way like they wear like black robes. Well, they're, they're all justices. And the video, I always love the video of Supreme Court justices. It's always that looping video of them standing around posing for the portrait, yeah. and they are sort of whispering to each other. And there's never audio, <laughs> and it's always the same. You always see Ruth Bader Ginsburg lean over and whisper something. It's the same. <laughs> clip. So it's interesting to me that almost our meme or what we're programmed is to see this 30 second clip of these people standing and whispering in black robes. And that's all you know about them. Right. And that makes that nothing gets more secretive than whispering to each other in black robes. Like, yes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> traditionally the uh, uh, creepy as fuck. Yeah. But I think that like you can look at it a couple of ways. There's a great book called The Secret History of the World, and I can't remember the na- name of the author. Um, but uh, uh, F- Knox or something? I can't remember his last name. Oh, it was Knox. I, the <laughs> bell went off. Uh, Knox. But I think that, um, uh, and it's a great book, and it's sort of a compendium uh, where he's like, listen, I'm not saying this is true. He goes, but this is what a lot of people believe, and this is what a lot of people in power classes believe. That's <laughs> and, it, and what you learn is the esoteric history of the birth of the universe is that God, there's a Kabbalistic painting, actually, where uh, God looks in a mirror, right? And the point at which and he's contemplating his reflection, and the moment at which the reflection has its own contemplation is when the universe is born, okay? Whoa. And from the mind of God comes this ether which forms the universe. His conception of his reflection is what allows the, e- the, the universe to exist, and it exists in this very light ether where gods and, uh, and ribbons of energy and all this stuff can all sort of coincide with each other. It's a real belief. And I'm into this as the universe densifies. So what's interesting is this is a concept that is as old as the Pythagoreans is way like very old concept. It does essentially mirror our conception of a singularity and the possible birth of the universe. Right. Right. So it's interesting that the scientific explanation and the esoteric explanation are actually lined up. And I think it's one of the great 
mis problems we have in our modern history is ignoring the uh, the scientific and and cultural achievements of antiquity and the fact that uh, mankind or humankind has probably been refining and exercising its thought and intellect for tens of thousands of centuries prior oh, to what we believe. It's so crazy. I really believe that. And the Genesis story is the story, essentially, of the, the densification of matter, of the ether. And, as the, and this is the, the belief that as the densification occurred, you had to create talismans and symbols to house gods. So the reason we had talisman symbols, the tarot story, the, all these things were ways that we were able to um, keep a relationship with the other sort of spheres of intellect that are also us, <laughs> but they are also <laughs> outside us, that how we create. That's why there's a belief that the pyramids were not tombs. They were basically all the large monuments were built to house gods to house gods so they could have a space it would be awesome if a fucking arrow hit you in the chest right now <laughs> yeah, I, don't <laughs> like, oh. I was like they're on to us <laughs> but so like genesis is the story of the moon venus and saturn that's the, they're actually the story of the astrological bodies and their movements in in space around the time it, that's what they that's what genesis is it's, it's an astrological or astro yeah, an Astronom astrological, astronomical, astronomical. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I always confuse those. Astronomical map of those planets. And it basically is discussing the idea of the reflective self, the, uh, uh, the battle between the human being, Luciferian influence, which is, which is science or the light bringer, which is matter, <laughs> right? Saying that we're trapped in an illusion, <laughs> and that is the Luciferian illusion, Okay. And then Saturn, who's the destroyer of consciousness, right? Because Saturn eats all the titans. He eats all the children. <laughs> so Saturn is Satan, the destroyer of consciousness in Lucifer, the same way Elohim and uh, Jehovah are the two faces of God, Elohim being the face of God that doesn't see us, okay, that simply is the creator and is the sort of peaceful light. And then Jehovah, which is the acting God, the one who punishes and rains power <laughs> down on earth. So now if you give you this basic roadmap, then you have a cults that you have cults or people who practice. How do I, through this mechanism and through the mechanism of what I represent as a being. How do I worship that dude that we how can't do I worship? How do I change reality? How do I alchemically and hermetically change reality to suit my needs? And that is what occultism partly is. Oh. It is having relationships with what it would be perceived other forces both within you and outside of you. And how do you channel, direct, or open up those forces to affect the material world around you? That's oh. the basic premise yeah. behind it. That's like fucking uh, Hogwarts. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah, Hogwarts. So the and and there are already there's studies there done that show if I have some stone, and I every day make associations with this stone, right? Where I'm like this stone, you know, uh, I'll, I you know I have more money with this stone, and I really believe it. And every day I concentrate on that stone and I imbue it with that, right? And maybe I even take a symbol that has power, because the subconscious mind registers symbols as like. Little data packages. They have tons of them. One symbol has, you know, infinite amounts of information in it to the human mind, right? That's why they're so powerful. So now you put some symbol on that stone and you make this association. The argument being that your mind, which is 
the arbiter of this, okay, yeah. will shift its its experiences to validate the magic in the stone. Right. You can find like it's like the movie t the number twenty three. Like yes. if you're like if you're like I'm thinking of getting this recently happened. Like if you think if you're thinking of getting a car, you're like oh because I, I, uh, maybe we'll get a, a Volkswagen Tiguan. Then all you see on the road is Tiguan. It's like you yes. you create your own reality. Now imagine if you could control. Imagine if you could have such discipline that as opposed to like I have my lucky penny and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't because I don't have any discipline in my mind. What if I had such psychological discipline, such inward discipline that I could really give a part of myself over to that thing, that, talim that talisman, <laughs> and that it would actually therefore have actual power in the world. Right. If you that, that's the argument of, of a, 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 a idea or concept in a culture. Oh, that's crazy. Could you if you believe it, it's just true. Then, but the it. belief has to be depth. You know, this is an improviser. You could go up and you can improvise and it is funny and it has all the appearance. But you're like thinking about dinner and right. But when you're really working, like those moments when you've had great moments, right? Yeah, yeah. There is no layer. There's no you barrier. Yeah. You fully are immersed in a complete immersed belief, right? Yeah. That state, imagine continuing that state for long stretches of time would be what I would say would probably be the beginnings of magic practice. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> let's come let's back in it. six months and do fucking cantrips and shit like that. On I'll this. do it. I love that shit. Oh, that, I'm going to read. I gonna, always love that. Even when I was a kid, I was like, I'd always buy the go to the occult store and my buy wife the was into that shit. My wife had like when we moved in together, she's like, oh, I'm like, oh, what's this box? She's like, oh, it's books. And I took out and they were all witchcraft and how yeah. to cast spells. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck you. What cuckoo. the fuck am I getting into? You cuckoo. Well, Flossie loves uh, uh, tarot. Oh, that's yes, her. Yes, she thing. reads tarot, right? She that's does tarot yeah, cards. Yeah. She draws a card every day. And for years, I'd be like, ah, can we get over this shit? Like, I would always be, it's a card. It's a card. <laughs> but now, instead, she's no, like, 11 years don't in. ride the subway today. You're like, what? <laughs> well, no, now, 11 years in uh, to a relationship, I've learned that you just go, that's wonderful. That's oh, great. Yeah, great. Oh, it. cool. So today is a day of the cactus. All right. <laughs> okay, well, great. See you later. I love you. Bye. Women! <laughs> 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 They are stronger and better than men. They are. Their they leg are. strength is unbelievable. They do have great leg strength. <laughs> there, there was like a thing like <laughs> they do have great leg strength. That's the quote of this episode. <laughs> we just went from a talisman to tarot cards to women are actually pretty strong. <laughs> I feel like that's a not a better place to end yeah. than that. So that was great. Women do have strong legs. Women have strong legs. <laughs> if you learned anything from this episode, Anthony, thank you. So, so this episode oh, comes out in a couple you. weeks. Yeah. What uh what what can we plug? So if oh. just look and see if the Trump is there a website Trump I'll versus I'll tell you there's Trump vs Bernie.com. Trump versus Bernie, but it's just the vs.com. So look for dates in May and June. Uh, and of course, our Fusion TV special, which will be sh coming out in mid-April, Trump versus Bernie, both a debate and a sketch special. Ooh. Uh, and you can always follow me at Tony Atamanik, <laughs> A-T-A-M-A-N-U-I-K. I am not giving up on it. I sometimes consider being like, 
it's Tony, Tony, Tony. Right, just and anything I, to change. Yes, but Do you I, know, I'm proud of my last name. You're like one of my few friends that I've mispronounced your name for like seven years of knowing you. Yep. I put an N in between. The Antaminic. Fr- Antaminic. Yeah, everyone yeah. does that. Yeah, it's because of the Anthony. Yes. It, it just sounds good rolling up. I so could care less because <laughs> that last name has no meaning to me anymore <laughs> anyway because my that's not even my father's real last name. <laughs> Here goes a whole nother. <laughs> here comes a whole nother story. So we gotta you. get out of here. I'll tell you the next time. Um, wait, oh. there was one other thing I wa- uh, I wanted to say. Trump versus Bernie, blah blah. I, I forget. I forget. I'm oh, sorry. Trump dump. But I mean, no one's gonna. Oh yeah, it's not gonna matter. come out yeah. for South by. It's yeah. not gonna come out in time for South by. But uh, Anthony, thank you. I'm um, oh at John Gabris on Twitter. Um, I don't have anything coming up. On yeah, I'll be all right. I'll yeah, be all right. He's going to be in the sketch special. Hopefully. Yeah, I'll hopefully play Chris Christie, uh, who's been undercover with the Al Qaeda. <laughs> oh, yeah, ISIS. ISIS, that beard. ISIS, Chris Isis, ISIS Christie. ISIS Christie. <laughs> True Italian ISIS. <laughs> the Italian ISIS is now, that joke got so much bigger. I'm like, they're cold-blooded killers. Cold Italian ISIS. <laughs> They shaved to put the bombs closer. Shaved, shaved cold Italian ices. <laughs> I love Operation that Blueberry, Operation Lemon. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, I hope if you're watching this in a video, hope you're enjoying the South by Southwest living room series of Head Nom Podcasts or whatever the fuck we're calling this. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> I am so hungover. That was a HeadGum Podcast.